Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wicked Bandwidth Podcast. I am your host, Brian Fonfera, and with me, as always, we've got a co-founder of Wicked Bandwidth, Mike Murphy. Mike, how are you doing today? Hey, Brian, how are you? I'm doing great. Mike, It's it's been a while, and it, it feels really good to be on the microphone again with you. Brian, did you miss me? I did miss you, Mike. Uh, I know. I mean, I, I miss these conversations, and uh, so I'm, I'm real happy that we could uh, put this together again. This was our this was our chance to just hang out for ten minutes every month, and, and we've gotten away with that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So so let's get back to it. Um, some exciting times at Wicked Bandwidth, actually. And if you could just start by giving us a general update on what's been going on with Wicked Bandwidth lately. Yeah, you know, Brian, it's 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 similar to the elves up at the North Pole. You know, as we roll up to Christmas here, we've been hard at work since the last time we. We spoke. And yeah, lots of exciting things. I mean, it's just, it's a great market. It's a great industry. It's a great time to do some of the things that we're doing. And, and you know, over the last period of months, we've added a whole bunch of new buildings. Uh, we've also hired some new sales and support people, which you'll see, you know, announcements and blog posts and all sorts of neat things um, about those folks that are going to be customer facing. And, uh, you know, with that, we're also in development on a new website, which should be out real soon. And we're excited about that. And lastly, we've got a major product announcement that we're making. Uh, so it's something that we're, we're real excited about that as well. Well, that's awesome. And you should definitely go check out that new website, everybody. But let's start with that new product, because uh, this is what sounds most exciting to me. Uh, are you able to share any details about that new product at this point? Absolutely. So we're just finishing, um, you know, the rollout, the first deployment of it. And uh, essentially what we've done is we've created a fault tolerant Internet product uh, that leverages our fiber network and wireless network um, to provide really a seamless 100 percent uptime product offering. A lot of words. Right. So <laughs> what did we do? We we took the idea. So we, we've over the last number of months, you know, over the last year or so, we've been deploying a lot of fixed point wireless. And what fixed point wireless is, is just it's a dish. The way we use it today is there's a dish up on the roof of a building that points at a dish on another roof of a building short distance apart. Mm-hmm. And we are able to establish, you know, gigabit or better connections uh, between those two sites. And so we've used that to expand our network. And when we really took a hard look at it, we said, you know, every network has interruptions, no matter how well designed it is. And, and most of those are third-party events, whether it's the guy in the backhoe out in the street or, mm-hmm. you know, something happens and it impacts the, the customer experience there. And so we've leveraged both of our networks, the wireless network and the fiber network, to create one cohesive network that really provides this idea of fault tolerance. Very nice. Yeah, that sounds that sounds great. Um so, Mike, given the overall shift in the marketplace to using cloud offerings and as-a-service offerings for critical business applications, I'd assume that customers require reliable internet connections. So, can you tell me how this product is different from other products on the market today? Brian, I would love to tell you that. Um, All right. The, the simple way to, to say it is that no one else is doing this today, um, the way we're doing it. And so, really, what happens with folks that look at their internet connection as you know a mission critical item which most people 
do today. I mean, if you think about all of the applications, especially in a small and mid-sized business, that don't rely, they, they don't reside, excuse me, on site anymore. They uh, are all on third-party servers somewhere that require an internet connection to access, whether it's your accounting software or it's a collaboration tool or, you know, UCAS, which is, you know, your, your, your voice services, uh, email, you name it, they, they mm-hmm. all live somewhere else. And so that small and mid-sized customers looked at it and said, geez, you know, if I, if I lose my internet connection, I, I kind of go out of business for a period of time. So they've, you know, a lot of the folks that we have as customers are, you know, very light on IT resources. I mean, they're just not big enough companies to have big IT shops. And so they're forced to try to figure out, okay, how do I provide some sort of redundancy or backup plan if my my primary internet connection goes down and so they're you know the, the way you do it today is you buy service from two different providers you put a box or a device in um, that has a bunch of special configurations to it and says if one path goes down then you send things out the other path and you know again a lot of times those are, are not um, symmetrical connections so in other words my primary may be a lot faster than my secondary connection because I'm only using it in the event of an outage um, but mm-hmm. that 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 slows things down for customers when there is an outage and and so it's, it's a fairly complex and and so what we looked at with voodoo is said you know we've got this great fiber network that we've had in place we've built a great wireless network and you know really if you think about how that's designed, one is all underground, and so it goes through the manholes and conduits and things out in the street. The other one sits on the rooftop of the building. So, I mean, think about the separation. There's not a lot of events that are going to take out, you know, break both of those connections at the same time. So it provides a lot of a lot of diversity. And so we're able to do this at a building level where um, all the tenants in the building um, have this automatic failover ser- service. So if the guy riding the backhoe out in the street digs up the fiber connection, then everything goes out through the fixed wireless connection on the rooftop. Something happened to the fixed wireless connection on the rooftop. Um, you know, a squirrel chewed through the cable or, or something odd happened there. Then everything goes out through the, the fiber network. So it really provides a lot of diversity. The nice part about it is that the client doesn't have to do anything at all. Our end user many times won't even know if the network's failed over or what network they're riding on. Quite frankly, they don't care. They just want to be able to access their applications and do their job and, and not have to think about architecting fail, failover internet connections. Very nice. Um, so you mentioned how you know these failures are, are usually third party. You mentioned how the customers really don't have to do anything at all. So how does it transition over so quickly? Yeah, really. So what we've done is we've taken all of that responsibility of managing two networks and managing devices and configurations and and brought that back into our network. That's why I say it happens at the building level. So within the building, there's a, a switch or a device that we place in the building to service customers in those buildings. And all of the magic happens on the outside of that switch you know, either within the switch or outside. And so we're managing all of those things and customers are just seeing, you know, IP throughput, internet throughput, you know, bandwidth to their site. They're not, they're not really seeing all of those configurations and there's no special hardware or anything. Cause again, we've, we've centralized that. As somebody who works in an office in downtown Denver, surrounded by a 
ton of construction which causes our internet to go out something like once a month or two. <laughs> this sounds pretty great. Um, so, Mike, tell me what motivated Wicked to offer this product. Yeah, I mean, we go all the way back to the beginning. And, and we've been in this business for, you know, myself and partners have been in this business for 20-plus years. And one of the things that we started this business to, to take care of or address was the fact that we felt like the small and mid-sized customers were underserved by the current service providers. And part of that was just the way the bandwidth requirements and the needs have grown for that group. And the network really hasn't kept pace with that. In other words, you know, this whole migration to cloud, and I know we, we talk about it a lot here, but it's a game changer. I mean, the fact that your applications and all the things that you use to run your business don't live on site and your internet connection is kind of your lifeline to all those applications, that's a heck of a lot different set of circumstances than when they, you know, when the service providers built the existing networks. I mean, when they built the existing network, maybe, you know, maybe you needed to access a mainframe computer from time to time, or maybe you needed to check your email, or, you know, maybe you, you were really racy and you sent faxes over the internet, you know, as opposed <laughs> to through a fax machine. But, you know, it's just a different world. And so when we looked at it, we said, you know, the customers that we have, again, aren't, necessarily sophisticated from the standpoint of having a, a, a big IT staff that knows how to handle all these things. And a lot of times it's, it's way overkill. I mean, there's a lot of cost involved with creating a primary and secondary internet connection. The devices, usually a third-party management company, you know, some type, type of IT services firm that will will manage all the stuff. And by the time you're done, you know, it's, it's one of those things where really it's an insurance policy, right? You're hoping that the provider lives up to their end of the deal and provides you reliable internet access. But you're kind of hedging that bet a bit to say they probably won't. And so therefore I've got to be prepared. And, you know, the other way to do it, like we see a lot of folks is they just don't have a backup. And so when the network goes down, they send everybody home, mm -hmm. you know, just some fun facts, stats that we've had is that, um, you know, networks in general are, are you know, in the small and medium-sized business marketplace. So things like cable modems and, you know, some of the other services that you see in that space are down about six to seven hours a month. And then there's another stat that says that the network, although still up, is unusable for about 24 hours a month. Ooh. And so if you look at um, an unusable meaning that you can't access your applications, you can still pass packets and traffic and things, but it's not enough uh, throughput to make the applications work. And so you start to think about the cost of employees, lost business, all those things. But, you know, those feel more like soft costs. And when you're looking at, you know, establishing a network as a, you know, backup, purely as a backup, it's like, boy, that's, that's cost prohibitive. So all the way back to your question, why did we do it? You know, we really felt like the market needed it. We really felt like it was the right thing to do. And again, as a service provider, we feel like our mission here is to provide that small and mid-sized marketplace, you know, a better class of service. Very nice. Um, Mike, let's, uh, I, I know what everyone's going to be asking and that's about price. So tell me how Voodoo is priced. Yeah. So Voodoo, uh, the way we've put Voodoo out in the marketplace is we've got Voodoo enabled buildings and we're adding more buildings, you know, every week that we're providing this dual service to. Uh, if you're in a Voodoo enabled building, uh, there is no price difference. 
And so really, as we go forward as a, as a company, you know, the new buildings that we add, um, the goal is to make every one of those a voodoo-enabled building. And, and really, we feel like that just provides a much better uh, customer experience. You know, our SLA on uptime will be 100%. So, you know, <laughs> our network shouldn't, shouldn't go down because we've got two paths and, and we're willing to put 100% uptime guarantee on it. So they don't have to have a backup anymore. You've got that covered and it's for no extra price. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? <laughs> it does sound crazy. Yeah, we some... should just rethink this whole thing. And start <laughs> no, I, you know, I think, you know, ultimately, you know, over time, our um, objective here is that uh, we'll see more customers sign up for this service. And again, you know, it's things that we have within our network that we can manage for our customers. And, and we feel like it's the it's the right thing to do from a product and marketplace standpoint. So, you know, it's an exciting time. I mean, I think it's a, a big game changer. Um, mm-hmm. No one today is doing it. So it's something that um, we're real excited about. Mike, that sounds really, really amazing. It really does. Uh, that is all the time we have for today's podcast. But as Mike mentioned earlier on the episode, we have been doing a lot of things in the background, a lot of exciting things happening, and some of those things coming to a conclusion, which means you and I can jump on the microphone a little bit more. Is that right? Yeah, Brian, and you had said earlier that you know the question everyone is going to ask, and it's the price question. And I mm-hmm. think you're right there. Do you want to guess what the second question will be? When is it available? That's a good question too. Yeah, that's hmm. probably so. Yeah, now, well, you know, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> that's good. No, I think the other question we're going to get, and and we've already gotten it a bit, is um, why'd you name it Voodoo? That is a good question. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's. I think we're going to see it. So, really, what we looked at is you know all the Voodoo that you need to do to make all of these connections work. We're going to handle, and so we've we've taken that out of the customer's hands and said, we're going to handle all of that. And we'll just, you know, kind of our phrase around here is you do you and we'll do internet. And so um, that's the, but I think we'll get that question. And uh, we thought it was kind of a, a fun name for the product and, and hopefully something people remember. Well, I like that. And I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up, Mike. All right. So thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. To learn more about Voodoo and Wicked Bandwidth, you can visit our new website at wickedbandwidth.com. Thanks for listening.